Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Greg DeVries, pastor at The Well Scottsboro, and I'm grateful that you've decided to listen to this podcast. I hope that this word uplifts you and encourages you wherever you are. Stay with me for a few moments after the sermon. I would like to pray with you. I trust you'll be blessed by the word of God. I don't know what brought you to church tonight. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, it's a it's a sacrifice for some people to to be here on a Wednesday night, and uh, it's a a holiday break for maybe some of you. Maybe you have some extra time off of work or uh, from school, or uh, maybe you've traveled a good distance to be here with family, and you're just visiting tonight. Um, uh, maybe you're just that hungry. You you desire the Word of God. You desire the to be in the presence of God. Maybe being at church is the only time you feel peace. Maybe you're just curious about what this Christianity thing's about, and um, maybe you've heard about the well. And there's so many people that I meet that uh, that come here for the first time, and I ask. You know, how did you hear about the church? And um, and you get all sorts of different kinds of answers. And uh, there have been so many people that just, they said, well, I'll drive by every day. And then I found out that I was a church. And I thought, well, I'm going to try it out. And, uh, and they come here. And so I don't know what brought you here. Maybe it's just your custom to come to church. And I think that's a good custom to have. Um, but I, I, I pray that you uh, are able to take something from tonight and, uh, and, and take it outside of these walls that you can uh, um, take hold of it for your life. I never want to um, uh, take advantage of the fact that, that I get to minister here and I get to uh, be a part of your lives if you are part of the church family here. And it's an honor to serve. Uh, I'm glad that God brought us here and uh, my wife, Lauren, I appreciate you and your support uh, here tonight. Of course, I'm thankful, thankful for Pastor Greg and Gretchen. You guys thankful for our pastors. I know they're not in here right now. <laughs> Pastor Gretchen stepped into, I believe, helping out with child care tonight to tend to our children. And, and uh, Pastor Greg is spending some time with his mom uh, this evening. And so it is an honor to be able to be here and to minister the word. And I was asking God after Pastor Greg asked me if I would like to preach tonight and uh, asking God, of course, what do you want to share? And I, I have three or four different things in my mind that um, the last couple times that I, I was able to minister, uh, that I had these same three or four things in my mind, just putting it before God, thinking, okay, well, what direction does God want to go tonight? And uh, I'm just a willing vessel is all I am. And I want to say what he wants to say to you tonight. And, um, and so I was asking God, well, you know, could it be that? Could I, could I share about my, the things I learned on the mission field? And I'd like to do that. I don't, I don't guess that's what it is. Could I share about financial freedom and blessing? Well, you know, I'd like to do that, but I don't think that's what God wants me to share tonight. And um, then I started thinking about, uh, my own life and what he's been speaking to me and doing in my life and a process that he's been taking me through, uh, little checkpoints that I have to go through every day just to make sure that I'm with him and I'm following him and I'm living the kind of life that he wants me to live. And, um, and uh, I was pulled more so in that direction, share what he's doing in your life now. Uh, not so much that you can know about me, but more so uh, this is what he's worth and this is what we ought to be doing as a church and as a people. And uh, I started having the thought, well, 
uh, he's been dealing with me to make sure that I am uh, focused more on the wisdom of God over the wisdom of man and that I'm not uh, seeking out uh, knowledge and wisdom that man can provide more so than what God provides in his word. I love to learn, and I, I, might, I might share a little bit more about myself uh, tonight, but then I was thinking, well, I don't know if that's really fully what he wants me to share. And uh, then I realized for the last 48 hours or so, a song has been coming to my spirit. And, and this song I haven't heard in years. I'm not even sure what the title is. And, and as I say, I, th- I think I refer to a song every time I'm able to stand in this pulpit. And I say, once again, I'm not going to sing for you. Uh, I'm not going to try to carry a tune. I only have a bucket to, to do that in. But, but I do want to read some of the lyrics that are in this song. And it says... Well, where'd it go? I wrote it down. Okay, there it is. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the strong man boast in his strength. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let the humble come and give thanks to the one who made us, the one who saves us. I will boast in the Lord my God. I will boast in the one who's worthy. He's worthy is what it says. And this song has just been, it's just been bubbling out of me. Sometimes it bubbles out and sometimes it just bubbles in, but it's been fizzy nonetheless, okay? I've been, I've been experiencing this and just boasting in the Lord, and that's the desire of mine. And I thought, well, you know what? I cannot go wrong tonight with boasting in the Lord. And that's what I want to do tonight. I don't want to boast in Him. We're going to go through what the word boast means so that we can know how we can do that and what we can do. So I thought, all right, Lord, that is my mission tonight is to simply boast in you. And uh, so I, a scripture reference came to my mind, so I opened up my Bible to try to find that, and it didn't flip to that page, but you know what? As it does many times, it flipped to the page that I needed to be on. And the little header right here uh, that I saw, it says in 1 Corinthians 3, avoid worldly wisdom. I thought, oh, wait a second. That's the first point that I you know, felt like I wanted to, to talk about tonight, but I felt like it was more me. But then I started reading it, and it talks about not boasting in man. I thought, well, I think they go together. Not focusing just on worldly wisdom, uh, not boasting in what man can provide and what man knows and his experience, but but boasting in the Lord and seeking out his wisdom, seeking out his truth. I think they go hand in hand, and I think we're going to make that connection tonight. So tonight, if you don't get anything else um, out of this message, this teaching, this exhortation, uh, take away this, boast in the Lord. Say boast in the Lord. Boast in God. There you go. Let's do it. I think y'all were telling me to do that, weren't you? All right, I will take heed according to your words tonight. I will boast in him. Uh, Let's look at what Noah Webster said of boast. This is the 1828 uh, Webster's Dictionary, all right? This is the good one. This is legit one. This is before they started um, uh, changing the dictionary and the the terminology of what things uh, mean. And this was a God-fearing man. But what Noah Webster said in his dictionary is... Of the word boast, it means to brag. It means to make a showy display, to glory, to speak with laudable pride about one of merit, to magnify, to exalt, or exult 
in confident expectation. Now, you don't have to memorize all that, but hopefully, as I read that definition, you started thinking about the one that is worthy of all that, right? You know, the one who's worthy of the praise and the adoration, the one who's worthy of uh, being magnified and exalted, right? The, the, the God, the, the one who's worthy of that. And so I want us to do that tonight, and I believe the Word really lays out uh, a way for us to be able to do that uh, tonight. If it looks like you're getting too sleepy, I'm going to ask you to come sit at the altar tonight. I don't think I'm going to have to do that, but I, I will ask you to, to do that. And I'm going to give you a heads up, all right? And hopefully this doesn't distract you too much from the next few moments. But uh, at the end of this service tonight, what I want us to do is write out something that God did this year that we can boast in Him about. Okay, I want to give you some time to think about that. And what we're going to do, we're going to write those down. We've got the little prayer cards, prayer testimony cards. Uh, I think that it'd be awesome if we use those for testimony more so this upcoming year, not just the, the prayer needs. Those are important, but testifying is important as well. But we're going to write out what God did this year. It can just be a couple words. It can be a couple sentences. You may not be able to fit everything on one card, but we all uh, want to respond by boasting in the Lord tonight, okay? What we're going to do is we're going to write out those things as the worship team plays a song at the end of service, and we're going to come and bring those to the altar and place those in the altar. And we're sowing a seed. We're saying, God, this is what you did, but we declare that you can do this again in my life. You can do it in somebody else's life as well. He's worth it, right? He's worthy of all the glory and the praise. And so you can't fall asleep, all right, because you have to be thinking about what God has done this year. Who would say on this final Wednesday night of the year that it's been a good year? Raise your hand if it's been a good year. All right, put your hands down. Thank you. Raise your hand if it's been a challenging year in some kind of way. All right. A lot of the same people raised their hands just now. Um, raise your hand if it's just been a very, very difficult year, like, like one of the toughest that you've ever experienced. Yeah, there's some hands that went up. Raise your hand if you've seen God be faithful in the middle of all that. That's good. Now raise your hand if you'd like to see him be faithful. Right, that's good. You guys are active tonight. Y'all been consuming the word. The, the word of God is active, all right? And so the more you put in it, the more you're activated to respond. But God is worth boasting on, right? He's worth us magnifying and glorifying. And I want to read uh, some things tonight. Um, there are two main scriptures that we're going to read through tonight. One's in 1 Corinthians 3, and then the other one is Psalm 145. And um, I look forward to getting into the Word. But as we do that, we can boast in a lot of things, all right? And uh, before we get into this, I do want us to pray. And I want us to ask for God to open up our eyes to see the things that we need to see, that He would remind us of what we need to be reminded about, and that we would be able to... Um, really take those to praise him tonight. You guys with me? All right. Well, Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done, for all that you've been. We thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for every time that we've lifted up our Bible and said, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I'll be who it says I'll be. I'll become what it says I'll become. It was written for me for my direction, my correction, my resurrection. Lord, for every moment and every time we've said, 
be it unto me according to your word. Lord, I ask that at the close of this year that that would come to pass, Lord, that we'd be able to take heed according to your word and that we would be able to see your word come to pass in our lives. Lord, remind us of what you've done. We pray and I ask that you'd help me to communicate in such a way that would honor and glorify you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So what can we boast about? I was thinking today some things we can boast about, even just the definition of boasting. We can boast in our own accomplishments. Who's ever done that before? Your own accomplishments. I know I have. I've done that this year. And uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing to do that, right? It's, it's good. It feels good whenever you put in the work to do something, to accomplish something, then you've done it, right? Uh, it's good to, to do that and to be aware of that. Uh, we can accomplish in our GPA. That's grade point average for the, those who probably didn't have a very high GPA. Um, we can boast about the amount of diplomas that are on our wall, right? We can, we can boast uh, of our church attendance, all right? I haven't missed a single Sunday this year, uh, or I, I've, I've been here for every special service. We can, we can boast in that. We can boast in our own knowledge of the Word of God. We can boast in our, la- our, our knowledge maybe of a foreign language, like I can speak three languages sometimes, that's, that's me. And they all get mixed up. And so it sounds like I can't speak any of them. You can boast about how well you've managed money this year. Maybe you've set some goals and you've, uh, you've reached those goals. And we can boast in ourselves. We can, you don't have to do it to anybody else. You can just look in the mirror and say, man, you look good today. <laughs> you did a good job on that thing, right? Who's ever done that before? All right, DJ has. All right, that's embarrassing. All right, next. So what else can we boast in? We can boast in others and their accomplishments, their riches, their wisdom, their strength. Uh, maybe you've boasted in a child or a coworker or a family member. Uh, maybe you boasted upon a quarterback and uh, or a, an MLB pitcher or uh, somebody that's in sports. Maybe you boasted in a bodybuilder thinking, man, that guy is jacked, right? I know I've had that thought before never said it until now. Uh, maybe we've boasted in somebody else and their own knowledge and that, you know, they're, they're a scholar. They're the kind of person that you need to listen and teach, uh, listen to their teaching of the word, right? And they can really break it down. Uh, we can boast in people who are public speakers or pastors uh, that, that you're communicators. We can boast in soldiers and first responders, right? And, and all of these things have their place, okay? I'm not saying these things are bad, but we need to make sure that we are, are, are holding most of our boasting for the one, right? The one who's the one who gave them the strength or gave us the knowledge or gave uh, us together as the, the ability to be able to do these things and accomplish these things. God deserves all the glory at all times. Sometimes I found we can boast on our own sin our own infirmities, our own losses, that, that we can just take those on so much like, well, this is my addiction. This is the thing that, that, that I carry, and, and you don't understand me because I carry this, or this is the hurt that I've experienced. This is the, the sickness that I experience, and, and you could never understand that. Or, or God, you just don't love me because I'm experiencing these things. And, and you're, you're boasting on these things. You're exalting them. You're magnifying them. You're making them big. That's what magnify is. Who's ever had a, a magnifying glass, maybe, and you, you looked at something, and, and it, it makes it bigger, right? 
And that's what magnifying is, is it's making something bigger and making it look bigger and really focusing on it. We can focus on those things. Maybe you've experienced great loss in your life, and it's one of those things that that you're going to let God touch everything, but just not that one area because you want to hold on to it. All right, we need to boast in the Lord. We need to magnify him above all other things, okay? And so we're boasting people. You boast about something, all right? And um, I don't know what that thing is sometimes, but we need to make sure that we are saving our boasting for God. Amen. Let's look at the scripture um, here in 1 Corinthians 3, start at verse 18. It says, let no one deceive himself. And I stopped whenever I read that. Let no one deceive himself. Like we think about being deceived by the devil or by his minions, his demons of evil people, right? But we can deceive ourselves. You can start thinking. I think I've heard Pastor Greg say it this way, stinking thinking, right? Yeah, we can have some stinking thinking sometimes, and we can deceive ourselves. We can be, be thinking through this way, and I know I've had those kinds of thoughts this week probably even of, okay, I'm just starting to think in that direction, so then it starts become like a snowball and it starts just picking up and it's harder to turn and and next thing I know I'm like oh wait I'm way over here I need to get back over here where God is right and so um, do not deceive yourself okay if anyone among you seems to be wise in this age anyone among you all right and so there may be some people in your life that seem to be wise not to say that they don't have wisdom um, but we just need to be mindful Let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men. There's that word boast. Let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world, or life or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours, and you are Christ, and Christ is God's, okay? What all comes down to is belonging to God. The the scripture says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means everything in this earth, God's green earth, it's God's. It belongs to him, amen? Yeah, when, when God created the heavens and the earth, we have a beautiful picture. We, God tells us what he created and, and what order he created in. God created things in order, and so there is a divine order. We know, of course, that man chose uh, to sin, and so it did uh, hinder things. It changed things for us in the world that we're living in. Uh, but God placed things in order, and and I love to read about the creation Um but the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so God maybe gave us some trees, right? And, and, and who's ever made something out of wood, whether it was good or not? All right. I know I have, right? That wood came from a tree, which came from God, right? Man may have planted that seed, but what did that seed grow from? It grew from a tree, Right. And so it all goes back to God. Every single resource, we had to tap into what belonged to God, right? And so it all is his. Uh, That's what the scripture is saying. It all belongs to him. It's all his. 
And Christ is God. We are Christ. That's what it comes down to. And it mentions some names here. Paul, Apollos, or Cephas. Uh, these were some big names in the church in the day, okay? And who's ever heard of uh, just a famous preacher or, or, or seen a TV evangelist or, or something like that? Billy Graham. Who's ever heard of Billy Graham? All right? These be like the Billy Graham kind of guys, all right, that the people have heard about them. They, they, they know their teaching. But if you read, I believe it's in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, it's talking about like these men and basically says they're just ministers. They're, they're just the ministers that, that, that you were taught under. That they, they showed you the word of God. They showed you the way. But, but, but they're just servants of God just like you are. And so there are no big eyes or little U's in the church, okay? This is us. This is the kingdom. There, there's one head of the body, and we're all underneath that head, right? And so we're servants together. We need each other, but our boasting needs to be in God and not man. Amen? I love to learn, as I mentioned before, and um, I think I love to learn things more than I did whenever I was younger. I think I've always been fascinated by certain things, but um, uh, I made A's and B's, solid A's and B's in, in high school without really studying very much, and so um, I didn't struggle too much um, in school, but I didn't really apply myself very well either. I, I, I had nothing that really uh, drove me to be excellent in anything that I did. But as I get older, um, I start appreciating things a little more. I start appreciating uh, more my parents and the kind of parents I had and how they raised me. I start appreciating God's creation more. I start appreciating the Word of God more. And the list goes on and on. But, but I love to learn now. I love to be a student. I love to study things about history, whether that be U.S. history or world history, maybe even church history. I love to study about God's creation, uh, uh, about geography and just the lay of the land. I love to look at maps and globes. Anybody else like to look at maps and globes? Like you just pass one, you you stop and look at it. And I thought it was so cool. I was actually in China. Um, my wife and I lived there for a few years and uh, we were staying with a, uh, a pastor friend of ours, and uh, he had a huge world map. It was probably as wide as that screen um, on his wall. And um, I remember looking at the U.S., and I saw Scottsboro, Alabama printed on that map. And I thought, I've never seen Scottsboro, Alabama printed on a map, but it was a huge map. And so I guess they were able to zoom in a little closer on Google images or whatever it was and, and pull up that name. But, but Scottsboro is on the map in Wuhan, China. Okay. In case you didn't know that, but I love to do that. I love to study maps. I love to study uh, how God created the human body. It fascinates me. I love to learn how to make DIY repairs. Who's ever heard of a, a YouTube mechanic? That's me, all right? Yeah, I, I've learned lots, YouTube. I now know how to reset the, uh, the, 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 the oil change light in my vehicles. Well, no, I don't. I'll go back to that same YouTube video every time on how to actually reset that thing. Uh, but but I, I've learned to do things because of the resources that are out there, right? And there's a lot of good resources out there to learn how to do these things. Uh, I, I love to learn how to be more prepared for emergency situations that may happen. Uh, I love to learn to be more self-sufficient. 
um, that, that I'm not relying upon so much the things that I used to rely upon, but I'm able to sustain myself and my family in certain situations. I'm able to protect my family. I, 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 I gain confidence whenever that happens, right? And all these things have their place, right? And they're all good things. And I have to just personally look at my own life and say, okay, DJ, are you tapping into these resources a little more than you are what God actually says in his word? Not that these are bad or these are wrong. Now, some of those are bad and some of those are wrong because in my searchings and my desire to learn more, some stuff starts popping up. I'm like, ooh, well, they said that word. I don't say that word. Well, I let them in my ear gates, and now it's in my heart. And then I start seeing things in my family that my children start getting sick. And they and and it just seems more chaotic and, and just whatever it may be. And I realize I let something in that I shouldn't have let in. I let it in here first. Well, I guess here first, and then in here, and this is the fruit of it. We need to get some things back in order, right? And so I've boasted in all this worldly wisdom and, and thinking, wow, this is great and, and, and this is awesome and I've drew, drawn from this and I can do this now when in reality God wanted me, me to be over here, right? And so these things can have their place, but this thing, folks, right here, this is a Bible. If you're new to this thing, this is a Bible. It's the Word of God. This has what we need in it, all right? There's no counselor out there. There's no politician out there. There's no public speaker out there. There's no lawyer or attorney out there. There's no doctor out there that holds all the answers, okay? We need God. We need God. Raise your hand if you need God tonight. All right, you came to the right place. So I don't know what you desire, but I think that it's our nature as people to want to learn things and want to know things. Would you agree with me? And I believe that this desire that I have to learn and to gain knowledge, it goes all the way back to some ancestors of mine. You may have heard of them. Their names were Adam and Eve. All right? Let me tell you a little bit about my ancestors on my family tree, Adam and Eve. God placed them in a garden called the Garden of Eden. Who's ever heard of the Garden of Eden? All right, cool. Yeah, and God gave man, he gave them dominion over all things, over all living things. God created everything. We read in Genesis 1, after God created something, at the end of the day, he looked at it and said, he thought, he saw it's good. God saw that it was good. But then at the very end of creation, he created man after everything else. And then God looked and he saw everything was very good is what the scripture says. And so everything was good. But then whenever he put man in the picture, he said, that's very good. That's very good. You're very good. You're created to be very good, right? Now, there's a lot of bad I could, I could boast in the Lord, my God, he's been so faithful in my life. I, I think about the things that he's done this year. He's, he allowed me to celebrate my 10th anniversary of marriage with, with the love of my life here, Lauren. And um, there you go. She's smiling at me now. Can y'all put the camera on her? I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Y'all need to see her. But... 
I wish I could say that I have been 100% faithful to every word that I've committed to my family, and I haven't been. I have failed at times. She's helped pick me back up at times. But I can boast that God has been faithful, that he's been good. And my ancestors, they didn't get it all right, all right? And so I got it from them, all right? But I'm responsible for my own um, doings, right? And so God placed them, he gave them dominion, and he said, you can partake of everything here except for this one tree. Who, Who knows what that tree's name was? There you go, I heard it. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Knowledge of good and evil. Long story short, God or man chose knowledge over God. He chose the the knowledge of the world over the knowledge of God, over knowing God, right? There was a separation that happened after he chose knowledge over God because it was sin. That, that brought that separation. And uh, thank God he's made a way for us to be reconnected with him. But God's word is eternal, right? And as man chose knowledge, God said, okay, you can have that knowledge. You can't have me like you've had me, but you can have knowledge. And I believe personally that since that moment, there has been a longing inside of man for knowledge. And we have pursued knowledge. There are some people in this world that, that they completely deny God exists, but they, complete, they continue to seek after knowledge, right? And that's what happens when we fall. We, we start seeking the knowledge of things rather than seeking God. And that's what they ought to have been seeking. God gave them access to every single thing except for that one thing. And that's what the devil does sometimes. He, he perverts that. And we see all the things that we don't have. We see all the things that God didn't do. We see all the prayers that he didn't answer like we wanted him to answer rather than seeing what he has given us access to. And when we read the word of God, we find what we have access to. That's why it's so important that we get into the word of God. Who wants to get in the word more this upcoming year than we have this year? All right, don't wait. All right, we still got a few days of 2023. We can finish strong. You can start a Bible reading plan now and get ahead for January 1st because you may miss a few days. Who's ever done that? Who's ever gotten behind on a a reading plan? stresses me out sometimes. All right, you can give yourself a head start tomorrow, okay? I give you permission to do so. But that's the root of it. The root of this desire goes straight back to the garden, okay? And we want to make sure that we are pursuing the knowledge and wisdom of God, and that we're giving God the glory. We're, 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 we're boasting in Him and I found every time that I'm I'm searching out YouTube videos that I'm not searching out the Word. And what the Word tells me when I search it out, it it tells me to praise the Lord. It tells me to boast in the Lord. It tells me to magnify the Lord. How much praise are we failing to give God because we're searching out knowledge? All right, and so we, I'm not here to beat anybody up. I'm here to, to open up my life. I'm here to be vulnerable and say, hey, this is where I failed, but this is where I'm going. And I, w- I want us to go there together, amen? Let's look at Psalm 145, okay? I believe that God is, is worthy of boasting 
um, about. I believe that he is good all the time. And I think that this psalm is going to walk us through um, how we need to be boasting in him, okay? Does that sound good to you guys? All right. I love getting real quiet and flipping through my Bible and hearing the pages turn. Pretty cool feeling. You can't do that with your phone, by the way. I encourage you to use your actual Bible more than you use your phone. If you're there, say, I'm with you. All right. So remember, tonight's goal is to boast in God, right? To exult in confident expectation is what Noah Webster said earlier. You remember him saying that? To exult in confident expectation. So as we read the word, as hopefully you've been thinking through what God has done this year, what we're going to do is we're going to end with boasting in the Lord, right? We're going to lay out our boasting at this altar, and we're going to say what he's done. But this Psalm 145 is going to walk us through how to do that. And as you do it, do it in confident expectation, okay, of what God can do and what God will do, but more so in who he is. All right, sometimes we set our faith a little too much on what he can do uh, and not as much on who he is, and it ought to be more so on who he is, Amen. All right, well, let's read his word tonight. Psalm 145, verse 1. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Extol, that's a word we don't use very often. Extol means uh, to raise in words or eulogy, to praise, exalt, or magnify, okay? So I'm going to magnify you, Lord. I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to raise up uh, you in praise, okay? So it's using your words to lift up God is what extol means. I'm going to lift you up, God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. Say every day. All right, so you can declare that. You just declared it, all right? Say every day, Lord, I will bless you. You're more likely to do that now that you've spoken it. All right, read the word out loud. It's, it's good. It's going to be life for you. And I will praise your name forever and ever. Say forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Well, if it's unsearchable, why should we look for it? Who's ever searched for something that was pretty impossible to actually find and locate? Yeah, you know, I have but you still want to search for it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I know you may have mixed opinions about this in here, but um, lottery tickets. I'm going to just get this one right here. Not a great chance I'm going to win big, but but I might, right? I'm going to, put it, I'm going to get another one. I'm going to get the scratch-off kind and this and this and this. That's just an example. Didn't plan on saying that, but, but that, that's an example of doing something even when it might not happen, right? But his greatness is unsearchable. That just simply means it's too much for us to comprehend. It doesn't mean we shouldn't search, right? We ought to be seeking God. We ought to be searching for him. Verse four, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I think everybody in here ought to find someone that's at least 10 years younger, 10 years older than them tonight before you leave and praise the Lord to that person and boast on the Lord 
to that person, to, 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 to praise his mighty works to each other. That would be fun, huh? You don't think it would be fun, do you? I'm going to make you hold this microphone and pass it around, and you're going to boast to somebody about the Lord, all right? All right, just making sure you're still happy. <laughs> okay, I know where you stand, all right? Verse 5, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. I'll meditate on it. I love that word, meditate. Meditation, a lot of times, I know at least in my earlier years of Christianity, I thought of just weird Eastern religion, like um, kind of stuff, right? Meditate means to think over and to to think about and consider and ponder upon, okay? Uh, that's DJ's version of meditation, of what, what that means by definition. Uh, you can go see what Noah Webster has to say about that. But, but the Word of God speaks about meditating upon the Lord and thinking about Him. You can lay in bed at night, and, and the last thing you think about can be God and His goodness. No matter what kind of day you had, no matter what kind of tomorrow you have coming up, who's ever woken up before their alarm clock went off? All right. Who's ever gotten up before their alarm clock went off? Who's ever stayed there until their alarm clock went off? Who's ever hit snooze? Who's ever purposely not set an alarm in the morning? All right. Yeah. Yeah. The first thought you have in the morning, the first intentional thought, it can be meditating on the word and meditating on God's goodness and thinking about his mercy and thinking, my God, you say in your word that your mercy is new every morning. Last night was a doozy, God, but your mercy is new. You're restoring me this morning. You're you're setting me on a high place. You're setting me up for success and not failure. You're for me and not against me. Lord, I I exalt you. I lift you up. I boast in you this morning, Lord, with the crusties in my eyes and the the dragon breath coming out of my mouth and, and all these things. That could be the first thing you do is meditate on his word. Meditate on his glorious splendor of his majesty and on his wondrous works. Thinking about the morning time this morning, my sweet little four-year-old Mira, she just said it like it was. I hadn't brushed my teeth yet and hadn't showered yet. And um, she's beside me, and I start talking to her, and she looks at me and says, something stinks. (laughs) Really? You smell something? She smells something. She has a nose on her, guys, doesn't she, hon? That girl can smell anything. So I brushed my teeth for you twice today, just in case I do have a mint in my pocket, all right? Three-foot rule, okay? Don't get too close. Verse 6, men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness, all right? So it says men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts. We ought to be hanging out out around people that are speaking about the awesome acts of God, all right, and so you you may only be surrounded in the world by people that are cursing God and, and cursing people and complaining about their spouse and and uh, just living this worldly life. Worldly people are going to live like the world, okay? Don't be surprised about that. And don't try to escape your workplace. God placed you there for a reason so you could be the light in that place. Somebody with me say amen. 
All right, but but you ought to be having fellowship with people that are going to be uh, talking about God and His mighty acts and His works. All right, it can be a weighty thing when we're just spending time in the world, but we're not spending time in the kingdom, right? And so we ought to be kingdom people, and so uh, men are going to be speaking about His mighty acts. Okay, um, but. What verse are we on? Verse 6. But it says, I will declare your greatness. Okay? So don't just let them say it. You you bring something to the table as well. You can just get together with some people and say, hey, guys, we're going to have lunch at Alabaster uh, today, and we're going to boast in the Lord the whole time and and we're going to share testimonies of what he has done and that's what you make your time about you can literally live out what the word of God is saying here uh, that's going to happen okay and and be intentional with those moments to boast in the Lord together Uh, be around people that are doing it but then you do it as well I will declare your greatness is what it says verse 7 they shall utter the memory of your great goodness remembering what God has done, okay? Uh, just the other day, I sat down and I said, I'm not going to wait until December 31st to do this. I'm going to start writing what this year has looked like uh, to, to me in my own personal life. And there were things that I started remembering as I started thinking about it and thinking about what God did. And there were some things that I wrote that I did that I was proud of myself for and even in those, I need to make sure that I'm giving God the glory for giving me the ability to do that and to accomplish those things. But I shall utter the memory of your great goodness is what it says, remembering those things, and shall sing of your righteousness. Who in here wants to sing of his righteousness? Yeah, that's right. We ought to do that. You can do it in your car. You can do it in your home. You can do it at your church. Uh, sing of his righteousness. Verse 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. Who's thankful for that? My God, I am. Otherwise, I would not be here tonight. Verse 9, the Lord is good to all. That's a good truth. And his tender mercies are over all his works. His tender mercies are over all his works. We established tonight, or the word established, and we just talked about it, how God created people, right? Yeah, raise your hand if you were created by God. You're one of his works. You're one of his works. The word here, it speaks about you, and it says that his tender mercies are all over his works, okay? So declare that when you go to bed tonight. God, your tender mercies are all over me, all right? And they're going to be all over me in the morning, all right? Though I've been unfaithful, you've remained faithful, God. Let's boast in him, amen? Verse 9, we just read. Verse 10, all your works shall praise you, O Lord. There it is again. All your works shall praise you. How are the trees going to praise you? Well, they can clap their hands, I guess, right? That's what the word says. The, The rocks can praise him, but we can praise him. He put his breath in us. And so we pour out our praise because it's his breath in our lungs. Amen. And your saints shall bless you. Verse 11, they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power to make known the sons of men his mighty acts or to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom, making him known, okay? 
Verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all the generations. What this tells me is there are some things that don't endure, but his kingdom endures, amen? Did you know that historically, civilizations that have conquered eventually failed and exist no longer? I'm not doom and glooming whatsoever. I'm just saying, look at history, look at what the word says. There are nations that have conquered, and, and if you go to any country in the world and turn their news on, the USA is on the news, right? And we are, a, as a, a nation, a, uh, a leading power in the world, if you would, as far as the economy goes, and, and uh, people want to be here. They, they want to leave their countries to come to the U.S. because they are going to have opportunities here that they wouldn't have other places. And, and I'm not going to get political in here, but I'm just saying, take heed lest you fall. Right? Pride becomes before destruction. All right? And America is one of the proudest nations that there is. Okay? I'm not trying to say America is going to be destroyed. I'm saying you look at history, Okay. His kingdom is a kingdom that's not going to be shaken. And when, if, when it all falls apart in our lifetime, maybe in somebody else's, it could be 500 years from now. But America is not the answer. God is the answer. He's the one to boast on, right? All right. And so let's humble ourselves. Let's say, God, even if all falls apart around me, even if they take away my liberties, even if they say I can't do this, even if they arrest me, even if they declare that it's illegal to get into a pulpit and preach the gospel. It, it, you know, it's illegal in some places to proselytize, to actually share the gospel with others. I've been in those countries. It was illegal for me to share the gospel in those countries as a foreigner, right? The laws of land, they change, Okay. God never changes. His ways never change, all right? And so if we're living in the kingdom, if we're hanging around people that are talking about his kingdom and living life in that kind of way, we're not gonna be shaken either, amen? Amen? Verse 14, the Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. That's a good promise, isn't it? Who's ever fallen in here, fallen short of his glory? Word of God says all have. But he upholds all who fall. He raises up all who are bowed down. Verse 15, the eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. We ought to have an expectation looking for him. I think I probably shared it with you maybe once before. I had a dream just a... Uh, uh, few months ago, and um, I don't share about all my dreams, but this dream, it was very vivid, and I remember I was with a group of people. We were outside looking up at the sky, and we saw the Lord Jesus Christ coming in the clouds, and there was that expectation of, I want to see him. I want to see him, and and it's almost like I had a Zacchaeus moment. I couldn't see him because everybody else was, was jumping up and down, but it was his return, and there was that expectation of, he's coming back. I've never experienced the desire for his return more than in that moment and since that moment. But, but um, 
the eyes of all look expectantly to you, is what the word says, and you give them food in due season. Jesus said we don't have to worry about what we eat. He feeds the birds. He can feed us, right? We don't have to worry about what we're going to wear. He, he clothes the, the flowers of the fields. Verse 16, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. Say all his ways. Gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Verse 19, he will fulfill, and and Pastor Joel, you, and maybe the band, whoever would like to come up can go ahead and come on up. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. Say, all flesh. Who's got some flesh in here? All right, you can choose to take your flesh and live for your flesh, or you can choose to take your flesh and submit it to God and boast in him and magnify him and give him glory and and say I'm not going to do that because I want to glorify God and if I'm doing that I know that doesn't glorify God or I know that if I sacrifice that even if it's a good thing uh, to get more of God that he's going to receive the glory here and and we can choose to do that now after I made the decision to uh talk about boasting in the Lord tonight and to actually boast in him I received an email from one of our congressmen and uh, he was given a recap of what things he helped to accomplish this year in Alabama and in our nation and I thought how much more fitting it would be to highlight some of the things that God has done and I want to do some of those you can find a pen you can find one of those little connect cards as um, as we take these next few moments but i i sent a text message out to some of our staff members uh today and uh, asked them to give me some testimonies of what god has done to ask them and give them the chance to boast in god and i'm going to read just some of those not all the details but some of the things that that he uh Uh, did this year. He provided funds to build a house in Mexico with one single donation, unsolicited. Uh, He provided 10 people to go build that home. That's a pretty cool thing, right? God uh, saved, he healed, he delivered and baptized people all in this very altar here in the church. God saved people in the jail through people going to the jail ministry, including seven men just one night earlier this month, which is pretty cool, right? God heard or God spoke and people heard his word preached and saw growth in their lives here in the church. There was a need of two commercial air conditioning units here at the church and God provided two brand new ones nearly for the price of one. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for that. God's people experienced abundant provision. Uh, A family who's pursuing adoption saw God do amazing things this year as they pursue that. People have experienced his peace and his faithfulness, both in valley seasons, when the low times and the mountain times, the high times. A family received a new home this year. 
people have had sick ones in their their families and they have recovered. And we could go on and on, right? Those are just a few of the responses that I got today. But I want to give you guys an opportunity to take a moment to boast in the Lord. And so, Pastor jo- or Pastor Joel, Andrew, why don't you uh, just play for a little bit? Go ahead and get your pens out. Write out what you like to boast in the Lord about that He's done this year. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen. And then when you're done, feel free to come on up. You can lay it right here on the stage and say, God, what you did this year, I'm going to lay it at the altar and say, thank you. That was your doing. It wasn't me. It was all you and you deserve the glory. And I'm going to do the same thing. still writing you can continue to do so and you can bring it up whenever you're finished but that's precious who thinks that's really cool I asked at the beginning of service to raise your hand if it's been a difficult year many hands went up if you, if you raised your hands it's been the most difficult year there's a lot of cards right here So even in the midst of all that, God's been faithful, hasn't he? God's been faithful. And guess what? He doesn't change. It's not that he's been faithful, it's that he is faithful. It's who he is. It's a a character trait of God. I love one of the songs that we sang tonight. It it says... um, You've never failed, never failed me, right? When the song was written, it was written, I know that there's a version, it says, you've never failed me yet. 
But we've taken that out when we sing it. When you say yet, it leaves room for, well, maybe he can. But he's never failed me, period. He's never failed us. Okay? God is good. And as I watched you bring those up, bring your boasts up, if you would, and lay them at the altar, what I saw was us taking jewels and us just bringing it to the king to put in his crown. Say, God, I crown you with this. This belongs to you. God is so good. I'm gonna speak a blessing over you tonight. You can continue writing and and, uh, we're not gonna take these away just yet, okay? So you're welcome to bring it to the altar if you still have one that you're working on. And I encourage you, once again, find somebody that's maybe of a different generation that you can praise uh, you know, praise the Lord and, uh, and and boast of his goodness. It may be whatever you wrote on this card, you may need to just go tell somebody. You don't have to tell them the whole story, but just tell them one or two sentences how God has been faithful. And I think that'd be cool. We could live out the word. Amen. Go back, read Psalm 145. If you uh, want to grow in your boasting of the Lord, if you'd like to make a daily habit of that. And I believe that it really lays out how we can do that. And it's a good thing. Thank you for being here tonight. I love you. It's an honor to be able to uh, be here and be a part of his body. And um, thank you for being here tonight. Lord, I thank you so much for your people that have come tonight. And I pray that you would bless them, Lord, their response. Lord, they're they're sowing a seed, Lord, back into your kingdom by faith. I thank you that you've given us sweet and precious faith, Lord, as a resource in your kingdom. Lord, that faith is one that can never run out. Lord, we can always have more of it. We can always use what you've given us. We sow seeds of faith tonight, boasting in the Lord, declaring to God be the glory, great things he has done. I thank you, Lord, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And Lord, that as we testify, we're saying this is what God can do again. And Lord, I ask that each single thing that's written on here as a testimony to you, Lord, that it would be done again in somebody's life. Lord, I ask that your people would see your faithfulness. They'd see you for who you are. And Lord, We thank you that you're oh so good. It's simple, yet unsearchable. Yet we search, Lord. Yet we search for your and your goodness. We seek you out tonight, Lord. I trust that you are encouraged and inspired by the word of God today. Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's very important that after you receive the Word of God to make sure it gets sealed in your heart. I'd like to do that with you. I'd like to pray with you that we could tuck it away in our hearts and that we let the Word of God have free course, move swiftly in us, and it would glorify God. You know, the Word of God is a seed. You can expect results out of it. You can expect fruit out of it. You can expect something to be produced. Again, I'm so thankful that you joined us. Now allow me just a moment to pray with you. Father God, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. 
the Word of God Himself. And I thank you for the Word that has been heard. I thank you for the Word that has been received. And Lord, now I ask that it gets covered up and it gets protected and locked and lodged in our hearts, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would water it. I pray that you would nurture it, that you would bring the light and revelation that it needs. And I pray that it produce good fruit in each and every heart that has received it today. I ask this in Jesus' name. I do this at the end of every service at the church. I want to do it with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord find great delight in you. And may you find great joy in him. May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord protect you. And may the Lord give you peace, peace. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.